Fancy jingle. I, this makes it. This makes it seem so much more professional now. It really does. Oh man! And Emily just with the emphasis on that pow. The pow brings it home. The pow really does signal us that you know, hey, it's Dorch beers with the links. <laughs> right. Dorch beers with the links. And sometimes uh, on decks. <laughs> and sometimes we're on decks. Well, that's why I called it Dorch because we're combining porch decks and, and porch. Decks. Huh. But, uh, yeah, it's Porch Beers with the Links with our latest episode, uh, sponsored by the Mascuta Bowling Alley. Um, as you know, we'll get to live reads with them later on. But, uh, Andy, it is a beautiful night, and we are actually on, nobody can argue with us, we're on your porch. Yes, yep, it is a home game. It is, it is actually a porch. There's no conflict, conflicts about, it's a deck, it's a raise, whatever, <laughs> right. I, I don't know, it's just a patio, nope. This is actually a porch. And you know what? You get full on link tonight because there is no other guest. It is just, well, besides the air conditioner, the ever-present <laughs> air conditioner. But other than that, there is no other guest tonight. Just me and you. Well, no, it, it and see, so we did some market research. Uh, I sent out some Gallup polls to our listeners just to kind of see what they wanted, what they liked. Um, and the feedback we got was really helpful. So what we found is a couple of different things. One, our audience is mostly 20-year-old women. Mostly. Women in their 20s, I should say. Yeah. They love us. I don't know why. It's like they can hear our dulcet tones. Sex appeal coming through the the phone. Yeah, and I drip with that. I, oh, man. It's mostly just sweat, to be honest. (laughs) I sweat when it's 50 degrees out. So it's, it's just sweat. That's all. The uh, the other thing we learned is that uh, they were clamoring for more links. Like, they just wanted uh, a podcast where it was just us talking again. Actually, to be fair, my research said the opposite. They actually wanted less of us and just more guests. <laughs> Anybody besides those two guys talking. Well, they rated, you know, who they wanted to host. It was obviously number one here, you know, me. Number two was... Adam's Adam's cat butler. Adam's cat butler. We really do need to get him on. (laughs) Number three was cousin Emily. Number four was Stan. And number five, I mean, you you made the top five. And that's not bad. Now, I was a guest on the two dudes in a hot plate. (laughs) And I think that's going to really bring in some listeners on this one, too. Right. I mean, because Brian Rumler's podcast, it's taken off. Two dudes in a hot plate. Two dudes in a hot plate. What'd you guys talk about there? Uh, Really just how to make pork and beans in a can because it's not two dudes, a hot plate, and a pan. It is, it's just a hot plate. So it's really about taking the wrapper off the beans because you don't want that to catch fire. And uh, you want it at the right temperature because you don't want to overcook those beans. Right. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, and when all you have is a wooden spoon, which we (laughs) broke the rules on that, uh, you really got to dig down to the bottom to stir it up. So it's more of a cooking show. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're not just talking about like life and stuff (laughs) (laughs) i thought it might be a cooking show wrapped around life like like you know you're discussing life's questions as you let the beans simmer i feel like that'd be a more visual medium Mm -hmm. because you know we'd have like little aprons now we're adding all kinds of accoutrements this is no longer (laughs) two dudes in a hot plate this is two dudes and all your cooking gear (laughs) 
But it is, is it on a deck or a porch? Well, see, that's the thing is you don't have to commit. Okay. You can take that hot plate wherever you got an extension cord available. <laughs> Camping, float trips, uh, airplanes, blimps. 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 Do they have, do they have plugs no, I don't on know. blimps? Uh, you know, I think that's what caused the... Uh, Hindenburg. The Hindenburg, yeah. The one. <laughs> I knew where you were going, <laughs> the so one. it's okay. <laughs> uh, well, you know, dirigibles are big right now. <laughs> that's what I'm investing my money in. It was either Dogecoin or dirigibles. <laughs> I think you made the right call. I think so. They're making a comeback, man. Making a comeback. Uh, so what you drinking tonight? Uh, I am having a New Belgium... V2K IPA. It is my beer of the summer, man. Is it? It is delicious. It's a uh, fruity, hoppy IPA, as you know I dig. So, like, orange peels and pine cone. Cool. Uh, we'll call it more of a passion fruit and pine cone. Nice. There we go. Yeah. What about yourself? Uh, I went with something new tonight. So, Urban Chestnut has this thing called Lil Fritz, and uh, it is, it's a citrus wheat beer, but it's got, like, orange peel are brewed with orange peels it's pretty good i mean it's like taking a really crappy bud light lime turning it into an urban chestnut project and changing lime to orange so nothing like what i just described so, so they do make bud light orange couldn't you have just started oh, it off by saying have you ever had that one time it wasn't very good it tastes like tang yeah, yeah. if you have tang and beer to together that's bud light orange now you know when i come i always bring a six pack but it's not a straight six pack right. Uh, there's just a plethora of different beers in here. And one of the beers I have is a Bud Light Lemonade. Because I do like me some Bud Light Lemonade. Uh, one or two. One or two max. But it's a good summer beer. Yeah. yeah. Well, Wapo, I really like your plethora of beer. <laughs> Would you say I have a plethora? Yeah. <laughs> yes, Wapo. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, that is actually... So, I, I'm really debating on the funniest movie of all time. And I can't decide whether Blazing Saddles or Three Amigos is it. Because both make me laugh hysterically every time I watch them. Hmm. Both solid plays. Uh, I, I don't think there's a wrong answer, except neither one of those is the correct answer. Oh, okay. I like being wrong. <laughs> I, Super Troopers. That's it's the funniest movie I've ever seen. Top five. Top five there. <sighs> maybe, maybe three, actually. It was just so surprising um, yes. with how funny it was. Correct. Yeah, you didn't expect it walking into the theater, and that's why no. it was really it was really good. We we went to the Cine 10 just with a sneak preview or whatever for it when we worked at Joe's Crab Shack, not knowing anything about it. It was after a shift, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Like, you know, the midnight shows the yeah. night before. And, um, and yeah, we laughed our butts off at that that was that absolutely caught us off guard i'd never heard of broken lizard either before nope but now i watch everything they'll put out right even well, if it is bad and jay shandaskara sure he directs so many things like he directs a, a bunch of like episodes of tv like he did the office before he's done 30 rock uh he's, he's all over the place uh silver spoons rest of development Silver Spoons. He was eight, but yep. they saw the talent. <laughs> uh, which Silver Spoons? Was that Jason Bateman in that? Or was no, he Ricky Schroeder. Hogan's family or like Hogan's heroes? Not Hogan's heroes. Hogan's yeah, you just family. keep digging around in there. You'll get to it eventually. 
I, I, don't, I don't know what was it. Was it? I, I, I actually don't remember. Hmm. He was a sitcom star in the 80s. I think it was the one with Sandy Duncan. That doesn't help. <laughs> like, I don't know anything about Sandy Duncan. Yeah, you do. She has a glass eye. She does have and a glass eye. And she played Peter Pan. That's two facts That's, you know. <laughs> I let me strike from the record my previous comment, Jack Wagon. <laughs> uh, I want to say Hogan's Family. I don't even think that's a show. I don't know. Somebody will text in and correct us. Absolutely. It's fine. Well, there's no way to look this up, so... No, not right now. Well, I'm not connected to the internet, so I can't be using up that data, man. True. Yeah. And, uh, no, it was Ricky Schroeder who was Silver Spoons. So, why was it called Silver Spoons? Like, because of him being rich? Yes. And they were a couple of Silver Spoons. Him and his brother? No, his dad. Because they had that little train that they rode around their house on. And, okay, and then they lost all their money, and so then they had to, like, find jobs? I don't know all the lore of it. I just know that they had a train in their house, and they rode around on it and had Ricky Schroeder. (laughs) Two fun facts. (laughs) I don't think I've ever actually watched an episode of it. No. I I know it was a show, and like you said, I knew I had Ricky Schroeder. Uh, Can you name the dad? No. Okay. Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. I don't think that was it. No. Weird. I'm really... Nope, couldn't tell you who it is, actually. Um, I don't think he did much with his Silver Spoon fame. Would it have been Patrick Duffy? No, that was the Sandy Duncan show. I think that's Step by Step. Sandy Duncan wasn't on Step by Step. Are you sure? No, that was um, the hot girl. All in the family. Suzanne Summers. Oh. Yeah, but what, Sandy Duncan was like the, I don't know, the caretaker of the kids or something? I don't think there was a caretaker. I think they each had like five kids. Like it was a, a modern day, modern day, using that term loosely, uh, retelling of the of the Brady Bunch, right? Like is they each brought like five kids to the table or something oh, like that. Yeah. I think. And uh, yeah, Suzanne Summers, Patrick Duffy. I could not Jaleel name White. Jaleel White, yeah. Yeah, he was on there. Carl Weathers. Weathers. <laughs> Reginald Vell Johnson, yeah. Yep. I, that was a really odd casting choice by them. Carl Weathers? And Reginald Vell Johnson. Yeah, yep. together. Yep. Yep. So, <laughs> not to steer us away from uh, <laughs> this oh. fascinating... Uh, TGIF lineup from 1988, which was 34 years ago. (laughs) Okay, all right, here you go. I got something for you. I learned something very interesting today. I can only imagine. So, you know, They Might Be Giants, you know the song, their kind of hit song that I I would argue probably put them on the map a little bit. It might be their most well-known song. Uh, Istanbul, not Constantinople. Yeah, that was the biggest hit, I think. That and Birdhouse of Your Soul. In yeah, your soul. yeah. Istanbul, not Constantinople, is a cover. Is it? It is not an original song by them. Who? I kid you not. And I and I and I learned this today. It's from the 1950s, from a group called the Four Lads. Really, I. Yeah, I kid you not. Uh, some 1950s group of, like, white doo boys uh, sang a song called Istanbul, not Constantinople. 
And, um, I mean, it, it sounds about as you would expect. Yeah. It was basically verbatim, and, and yeah, They Might Be Giants actually covered it in that. I, I never knew that. I would not have ever guessed that. And you know what, actually? I bet their biggest song is actually Why Does the Sun Shine? Or, uh... No. That one gets played on the point more than the other ones. Well, yeah, but, I mean... Maybe, I, I think Particle Man's bigger than Why Does the Sun Shine. Ooh, boy. We're going to have to check Wikipedia on this one. I don't know. I mean, you, or you can just go to, like, Spotify or Google Music and that's just see which, which song comes up first or whatever. Nah, that's, you know what, Particle Man and, and Istanbul is going to have way more because of the Tiny Toons contingent of well, fans. Yeah, who... So, exactly. <laughs> Thus, it's the more popular song. I, and really, that was the, my introduction to them. <laughs> I agree. But, but so learning that, it, it actually made me start to think for a minute of, okay, prior to this, or, or, or besides this, what is your favorite cover song of all time? That is So Easy It Hurts. It is The Arrows covering Gin and Juice. <laughs> it's the bluegrass version of Snoop Dogg's Gin and Juice. I love turning that song up and singing along to it as I ride around. It is a great cover, hands down. The Arrows? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so originally when it was, I mean, this came out like late 90s. So it was back like when Napster and Shazam and uh, LimeWire and stuff like that existed. And it was always mislabeled as The Fish. And it's not Fish who did it. It's the Arrows. Real Big Fish? No, Fish. P-H-I-S-H. Ah, okay. All right. I was told there'd be no spelling today, but thought I'd <laughs> throw that out there. Uh, no, I, I I know the song you're talking about. I just didn't know yeah. it was Arrow. I had to actually kind of dig deep to find that one, too, on the old interwebs. Hmm. Like, to find that song out there? No, to, to verify that it was them and not some other band because the arrows are not a popular band they have no other songs except oh, that one you know what you know what i was thinking of i was thinking of um no it's the same song boys in the hood are always no that's dynamite hack thank you that's what i was thinking of yeah. yeah dynamite hack is also a very good cover too then i don't no. think i know gin and juice the cover off the top of my head oh it's straight bluegrass hmm like uh, the Lumieres or like Mumford and Sons might as well be doing it. Huh. And when's it from? 99, something like that. Interesting. I was introduced to it when I was working at Robusto's in Belleville. I, which was like 2003. The but great it was, bartender Mike have played it? Mike, yep. Mm. Who I have, boy, this is just stream of consciousness now. I have been trying to come up with that dude's last name for like weeks now. I just know it as Mike, but I can't, I can't pull his last name out of the old memory bank. Mm. And I know this is super fascinating radio right now. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I just know him as Robusto's Mike. Yeah, really Irish. Loved, uh, yeah, really loved um, the Dropkick Murphys. Yes, yeah, we went to uh, we went to go see Dropkick Murphys with him. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, uh, mine is the killers Romeo and Juliet. Oh, from Dire Straits. Yeah. Yeah. I uh I love that song. I love that version. 
And I, I, I love I love Dire Straits version of it too. Yeah. But but I don't know, the killers the killers put something into it that I just I really dig. Uh Indigo Girls also covered it, and it is a good cover. Hmm. It's got a different, completely different flavor to it because it's you know two chicks on a guitar, uh, not one guitar, two chicks. Like, I think they each have a guitar. Isn't that a video? Uh, two chicks, one guitar. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'd have to really dig deep into the internet history <laughs> on that. Uh, um, no, I uh, I actually did not know that uh, they they covered that as well, but I that that makes. Maybe my top five killer songs of all time, and not only really? that, it's yeah. It's, is it on an album or is it a B side? It's on their Sawdust album. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, another cover that should not be overlooked is one of our favorite bands, Local H, covering "Long Way to the Top," uh, oh. an old ACDC song. Yeah. And it is a B side. So when you bought the Pack of the Cats album, there was a second CD on the other side. And it had that song on it, and like twenty five minutes of the lead singer's voicemail recordings, and that was it. It was the strangest thing. Huh? Yeah, but that song's fantastic. I'll and, be damned. And I'm a fan of Local H, obviously. So I'm a little, yeah, yeah. A Which bias? They're gonna be playing at the Duck Room. Yeah. yeah. Gonna go see. I we should go see that for twenty five bucks or whatever. You gotta go see Local H. Oh yeah. One of my other favorite covers, um, and so I'm going to say, you know, Johnny Cash, but it's not the Johnny Cash cover you think. It's somebody covering Johnny Cash. Oh, it's um, it's Mumford and Sons. No. Who covered Hurts. No. Social Distortions, Ring of Fire. Oh, yeah. Okay. I really like, uh, I really like that version of it. Um, that might have been, eh, no, it wasn't the first, first time I ever heard Ring of Fire. Obviously, growing up with Dad, but uh, but that it's it's a perfect cover. Of it, it is a very good, unique spin mm-hmm. on that song. See, and that's what I I, I appreciate about a, a good cover is that it takes a, a song and turns it into a different type of music. Yeah, which is why I like the Gin and Juice taking a rap song and turning it into bluegrass. And that's why I think like so like Weezer did that album, the Teal album. It was all covers, right? Yeah. And it was fine. I mean, I, I love Weezer. Um, and, and they did good jobs in the songs. But the only one that was, like, unique to me was the um, Scrubs, No Scrubs song from oh, TLC. Yeah. That was again, the only... you're changing genre of music. Right. But, like, you know, they did Tears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. And I like that song. And it, it just it sounded very similar to Tears for Fears. Yeah, Africa. It, it, yeah. it was no different than the original. Which uh, the video did have Weird Al in it, I guess. But <laughs> I don't think I've seen the video. Huh. It has Weird Al in it instead of Rivers Cuomo. Huh. Singing. Africa. Oh, he's yeah, but it's still Rivers Cuomo singing. It's not Weird Al, right? It's him lip syncing, yeah. right? Correct. Yeah, yeah that I, I. It's just not a, as much of a diversion. Yeah. And you, you've heard the, the Hurt cover by Mumford & Sons, right? I think. So it's they do a live version of it, and it's them covering the Johnny Cash version of it, though, not the Nine Inch Nails version of it. So it's like them covering a cover. How do you cover a cover? Uh, they, they played it more like Johnny Cash's 
version of it. Um, like they're both slow songs, but Johnny Cash had a, a different flavor to the song than, than Trent Reznor did, and Mumford and Sons was more of that flavor. And they, you know, use the Johnny Cash words, which were actually a little bit different than Nine Inch Nails one. I did not know that. Yeah, they t- they cut out a couple of the cuss words that are in there. Huh. The more you know. Yeah, we should have one of those little rainbow graphics that go across. <laughs> well, you know, when we post this to the Spotify, maybe instead of picture of you and I, it can just be that. Yeah. Or, you know, when we do our, uh, our the accidental Katie TikToks, <laughs> we'll have it go across there. Which, you know, for our, our, you know, second segment comeback music, maybe you can play the four lads with Istanbul, not Constantinople. I, I will look that up and see if I can make that happen. I, you know, I, I think uh, I think our listeners should be exposed all six of we're them. Gonna, we're going to go 38. Oh, boy, you're overshooting. God, I think we're going to get 38 listens on this episode. And again, mostly Me in their it? 20s. Oh, yeah. Yep. Attractive females who just, they're like, oh, man, I want to hear about Andy some more. I want to hear more They Might Be Giants talk. <laughs> they're definitely into that. We haven't mentioned a band that is not before the 2000s yet. It's, it's really just Brian, Pastor Rob, and my buddy, my buddy Ryan. So that's it. Yeah, and a few people I uh, pay money to to click on it and... Turn the volume way down. <laughs> uh, well, and, you know, then we can show this to the My Pillow guy when we're pitching this to Absolutely. Yeah. Which it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Any day now. Any day. If you talk about it enough, things happen. Is that like one of those, like, office posters that if you, if you believe in yourself, good things will happen? It has, like, an eagle soaring? <laughs> I think so. I... <laughs> Uh, uh, I want to be the guy who invented those. Like, the first one. Like, I mean, the dude made some bank off that because every office in America had them for years. (laughs) Do you think... uh, Alright, so, branching off of our music conversation, have you ever noticed ice cream places always play 50s and 60s music? Yes. To create nostalgia. Is that it? Yeah. It's just straight creating nostalgia. Like the, you know, the... Does it just give that aura of aura? 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 Aura. 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 No, it's aura. Don't struggle with it. Just just, just commit. Just commit. <laughs> aura. Is it just that aura of, like, you know, a happier time and soda yeah, shop? and family-friendly. And not that anyone who goes to, like soda shop anymore is really alive I mean those don't really I mean no one went to a car hop anymore <laughs> that, that's still kicking it I don't I'm making a broad statement because I'm sure there's going to be someone who goes nah man I'd, I'd listen to that but car hop yeah car hop I think it was sock hop no car hops like they were like Sonics now where you like pull in and they like you order at the place so then they... several people have been to a car hop that because Sonic is still cool. around you know what? Touche. Mm. You win this round. But yes, it's it's nostalgia. Because, so like, my, my point of reference is, and I can only point to two places, but I know Bobby's in Maryville always plays that stuff. They always play the 50s, 60s off of um, off Sirius XM. It's just, that's always going there. And then they bring in local bands to play, and it's always 
that 60s, again, the doo-wop type of whatever sound. Um, and then we went to DQ today to get ice cream with the girls, and we're outside sitting on the patio, and I notice it was all, again, 60s music playing. Weird. Yeah. So I didn't know if, if you've noticed that yeah, before. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess the theory is is that they don't really want Metallica played while you're, you know, eating your ice cream. But I mean, that's I'm taking an extreme version of that. But I mean, also, do you want air supply going on? No. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want air supply? Going I love on? air supply. But, but what about, you know, just like, you know, some modern music? Like, I'm not saying they're wrong to do it. I'm just noticing that it's a thing. Yeah, yeah it's nostalgia. So if you walked into um, Coldstone, I know they mm. like sing there if you give them a tip and whatever, but do they have music going? I, I've never actually been in a Coldstone. Really? No. Huh. I, I don't need to overpay for ice cream. Huh. I can just go to Tom's here in town and buy a half gallon. And You don't like going somewhere and getting an ice cream cone? Not particularly. I I do it with the boys, but no, not Dude, particularly. Why do you hate America? I, I don't know. Well, see, this they'll actually appreciate then, because me and Kristen did our will this week, and they'll appreciate when we both die, because <laughs> you will be able to take them to an ice cream place more often. Thank God those boys will get some, well, I mean, if the... Unfortunate happens. Uh, no one saw your air quotes, but they were there <laughs> on the unfortunate part. Uh, I will then own your children. Henry's plotting our demise right now. He's out there cutting our brake lines. <laughs> I heard there was ice cream if I do this. <laughs> His Wi-Fi connection is stronger. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Dave doesn't tell me to go to bed. Well, it's because you don't live with him. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that uh, that's a that's a solid reason to hope for your parents' quick demise. Is, ice cream. So you know your your new parents will take you to go get ice well, cream. Well, and cones. who's going to tell the kids of dead parents no to ice cream? It's a very solid point. But but new father, I I just want some <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> the the ice cream will soften the blow of my dead father. Yeah. Are you going to make him call call you new father? kind of think so yeah, i think so too i think that's yeah I, I, I mean you can't call me uncle dave anymore right we'll never speak of, of your real father yeah. ever again i'm your dad damn it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you uh you went and adjusted the will how uh didn't even adjust like finally wrote it i'm 42 years old never really did our will you had talked about this like back when stan was first born did you just Handwrite it on a cocktail napkin. So you know that I'm not real good at follow through. <clears throat> like it's amazing that the podcast has lasted ten episodes because my f- follow through is awful. Because you get bored. Yes, I uh, get distracted mostly. Not even bored, distracted. Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, we finally did the real one. So and it was actually really easy. We just went to uh, the Wibbles Law Firm here in town. They. I think they specialize. They're not in that. a sponsor. You don't have to no. name drop. But they, uh, I mean, we we got there at four and we're done at four twenty. And they just write down a whole bunch of stuff and they're going to send us a first draft. It was really easy. I'm. It's almost embarrassing that we didn't do it earlier. I mean, like I consider myself almost a full fledged adult <laughs> at this point. And at forty two, I think that's finally time. 
Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of awful... Like, Stan's 14. There could have been a lot of awful things happen in between the uh, 14 and 0. <laughs> uh, so, uh... I mean, is speed, though, something you're looking for in your, you know, your attorney to write your will? Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's all pretty cut and dry. We don't have, like, we don't have investment properties and stuff like that. Like, the, the big thing was, like, who's going to do the trust and who's the executor of the trust? Because every, like, once all the stuff gets sold, it just goes into a trust for them. Yeah. And then, like, you have to pick what age they actually have access to it. And we're like, eh, 23 should have upped it that way i could have controlled it a little longer. a little more uh, yeah. actually Lindsay's in control of that damn it, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> you know how bad she is with numbers right i know i know what with her being an accountant, accountant. but yeah uh she no actually both of you have access to what would be the trust checkbook again air quotes air quotes that no one can see, see. Yeah. uh but they uh yeah, I mean, it was just super easy. And so that way, like, you guys can, like, pay for college out of it. But you don't... Like, and not don't necessarily ha- the boys' college. Like, my kid's college. Oh, yeah, yeah. You just write the check, man. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and they, uh... That way they can't just access it and buy a bunch of video games with it. Because, <laughs> you know, Henry's like, what? I, I have that one. I have that much money. It will be hookers and blow. The, the problem is, is again, but but new father, my old dad would have really wanted me to have this game. It'll help soften the blow. Right. Okay. And I mean, I'll probably fall for that <laughs> a good six to seven times. Before, before you get wised up finally, to it. Finally, yeah. <laughs> new father's a softy. <laughs> and not quick. <laughs> No, Stan will be there to be like, uh, you know, he's just, you point out the whatever and just. Oh, yeah. Up until he wants something out of it. Yep. Yep. So, hey, uh, why don't we take a quick break here uh, with our uh, first segment, Sans a Guest, brought to us by uh, the Mosquito Bowling Alley. Uh, great pizza, great bowling. Uh, definitely sign up for a league there. And, uh, you know, grab yourself a pizza if you're not into bowling, bring it home. Enjoy it in the comfort of your own home. Uh, their big meaty is awesome. So is their uh, their Lenten pizza, which is just right around the corner. Again, which is like fried cod and tartar sauce. Yes, with cheese thrown on top. Wow, wow, and wow. Yeah. No, it's like shrimp and... Uh, cocktail sauce? <laughs> cocktail sauce, it's right. That shrimp sounds gross. Sauce. Nope, it's uh, Alfredo sauce and... <clears throat> um, I don't know, some veggies. Olives, I think. I don't like olives. Who likes olives? Nobody. Popeye. Popeye. (laughs) On that note, we'll be back in a minute. See, it, it just doesn't have the same vibe to me. Like, it's fine, but it just doesn't have the same vibe as, you know... They might be giants. It's so much more peppy, and they might be giants. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's. I mean, that's my hot take leading into this one. Uh, you know, sorry you had to sit through that, but uh, but welcome back to Porch Beers with the Lynx. And, again, literally, just the Lynx. Yep. 
And now should we redo this if I'm not able to actually have the music in the background because I'm not real good at things? You know, Andy, we're just going to chalk this one up to <laughs> you've got this, bud. you got this. I believe it's in a you. Lot of, whew, it's a lot of technical savvies. <laughs> I can't even operate the TikToks. Just go to the YouTubes. Okay. Get a snippet. Put it in there. Throw it on. Yep. All yep. right. Whew. A lot of pressure. I'm pretty sure you know some tech-savvy folks. Mm, no, I know only olds. Text Lara. She's got you. There we go. Yeah, she'll tell you the wrong thing to do and then laugh at you. True. Yeah. <laughs> hey, is that, a, is that our first Laura Parker reference? That, uh, did we bring her up in the Ty Parker episode? I want to say no. So, yeah, that probably is the first yeah, one. Yeah, it would be weird that we'd bring up the guy's wife in his own yeah, yeah, I know. podcast episode. Weird. Well, he had that written into his contract ahead of time. Right, because... Uh, Otherwise, we'd just spend 45 minutes talking about her. And how awesome she is. Right. And, yep. I would just... and Ty's like, I know you have such a young audience. I want to stay hip. I'm trying to, you know, increase my brand. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, yeah. First Laura reference. No, maybe I said, maybe she wrote us a question one or two times. But then we would have just said it was from like Collinsville or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good point. Well then, Laura Parker, here's your first cap tip. Welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, she hasn't listened to an episode yet. Probably not. I, mean, I think she made special note to avoid the Ty Parker one. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's fair. So, uh, did people actually send us questions? Did we actually get questions? Oh, yeah. We had questions submitted tonight. It's pretty yeah. exciting. Yeah. You know what? Let's open one up and see... And see what uh, they sent us. Open one question up. Oh. I know I I just kind of jumped the gun on you there. I mean, you kind of threw me under the bus here, man. But uh, I'll see what I can come up with. Got to get the email out. Password Uh, is password. This comes from John Juergensmeyer's dance instructor writes in, What is your favorite baseball stadium you've ever been to? Oh, God, that's actually a pretty decent question because I've been to a lot of good ones. Um, I think Rockies is probably the best. I really enjoyed going to to Coors Field or Mile High. I think I went to when it was named both of those. Mm. One time we went in like 90 yeah. or 2000. I think it was still Mile High at the time. And then when we went back the second time, I think it was called Coors. Coors Field. Yeah, I think you might be right. You got to tip, ca- tip your cap to being named Coors. So, you know. But, like, uh... It was a fun time. Yeah. Like, Kaufman's a good stadium. Kaufman's fine. Uh, Baltimore is a great one. What's weird about Kaufman, and I get it, it's for, like, tailgating and stuff, but it's just, like, a stadium in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like, uh, not of nowhere, but, like, a suburban area, yeah, residential there, area, yeah. There are no bars around it. There's no hotels. No. Like, well, though there are actually a couple hotels. There's a hotel literally across the street, but that's yeah, that's but that's it. it. Yeah, and, and there's no other like amenities. I think there may be an Applebee's nearby. Ooh, thank God. I mean, you got to get your baby backs. Yeah. Well, because I think there's a mall sort of ish down the road, and that's where yeah. the Applebee's was. Yeah, I think you could be right. I haven't went purposely to an Applebee's. In probably a good solid two decades. Ah, uh, you're missing out? I think after we stopped working at Joe's Crab Shack back in the day, and we would get off and go over there, because we weren't legal yet to buy beer, they were the one place that would sell <laughs> us beer. 
somehow uh, we had them bamboozled into believing that we were <laughs> old enough. Well, we just got off work, and you know they sympathized as being fe- fe- fellow um, service industry workers. Yeah, I think that's kind of yeah. it was just a it was their cap tip. I I wish I could say that it's been that long, but unfortunately, Audrey loves Applebee's. Really like the onion strings she, or what? <laughs> the blooming onion. No, she just loves the. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know what it is she loves about it. She loves the kids' pizza they have there. I mean, they come out of a freezer, and right? I I don't know. But you could buy a better one at the gas station. She likes it, and for the longest time, getting her to like anything was a challenge. Now she's way more open, but she loved Applebee's, and so. I would say we go there maybe three times a year. So now she's big in Tostinos and yep. the Red Barons. Tostinos, yep. <laughs> Tostinos. The Red Barons. No, uh, they do love those Totino's pizzas, though. Yeah, They're good. You can gussy them up however you want. You can. But, you know, being uh, Lindsay's child, you know, they, they like them. Pretty much plain. Cheese nah. only, bud. Nah, you cut yourself up some mushrooms, some onions. You can throw some bacon on there. Throw bacon some bits. hot sauce. Hot sauce. Oh, it's good stuff. Buffalo Man. wing sauce. Oh, yeah. You got yourself a pizza. Got yourself a pizza. Do you throw the bacon on raw or already cooked? No, you can't because 10 minutes is not enough time to cook the, the bacon. You got to pre-cook it. All right. Yeah, that was That's a... why you kind of go with the bacon bits and not the bacos. The actual, like, real bacon like bits. Schnooks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, back to our original question, I guess. I, I actually, mine, mine is a no doubt. So there's there's two that I really liked. I liked uh, I liked Petco Park, mostly because of the surrounding area. Like I loved the nightlife around it, the bars, the hotels, the it's restaurants. It's in San Diego, and it's in San Diego, so it's hard to top the stadium itself. I mean, there's nothing special about it, but I loved the area. Um, Fenway. I hate it that I love it, but I loved Fenway. I loved everything about my experience there. I loved the seventh inning stretch of singing Sweet Caroline. I know it's so cheesy. I don't care. It was great. You're there in that atmosphere, man, and you're there with those people who are so flippin' passionate. I I, I don't know what to say, man. I it was hate a good everything time. you've said for the last minute. I'm everything. sorry, but I enjoyed my time at Fenway. Those people. Exactly. Those people. Those Bostonites. people. You know what's ironic is they were playing the Rockies the time I saw them play there. Oh. How was that ironic? Because you liked Coors Field. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. Now, I can name bad ones, too, though, because uh, U.S. Cellular, the old White Sox stadium, was terrible. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota, their new one, pretty bad. Really? I mean, uh, it, it's just, it's a baseball field dropped in the middle of a city block. Like... It doesn't have any flavor to it. Hmm. It's very corporate. It it just it has none of the flavor that like Baltimore has, and that's dropped into the middle of a city block. I was gonna say, but isn't Baltimore like kind of in the uh, a rundown district? Not, not exactly. So like Baltimore, it's right kind of along the riverfront ish. Um, the minute you go two blocks off of it. You might get stabbed. Okay. Good chance you're getting stabbed. Okay. Like, we walked, when me and Kristen were there, we walked down to the Edgar Allan Poe uh, tombstone, 
and we walked through some shady stuff while we were walking down there in the middle of the day. <laughs> we actually told people told us don't go down there at night, don't be those guys. I'm like okay, because it would have ended poorly. That would probably ended poorly. Okay, I don't instill a fear or intimidation in other people. No, no. Huh. That's surprising. I also tend to have like twenties just hanging out of my pockets. <laughs> Just dropping loose change as I walk. Because, uh, you know, it's like a Hansel and Gretel type of thing. Oh, yeah. You want to find your way back to where you came from. Yes. Yep. I'm tipping people $100 bills to help <laughs> us, like, get to the place. Uh, so, uh, so U.S. Cellular makes your list of... Oh, that, that was least. just the worst. It was a concrete pile of garbage. Hmm. Hmm. And that was even back when they were good, but like right out. Like I went there in like 2000, I'm going to say six or seven. Five. When they won the World Series. No, it was the, it was like the years after when they still had like Joe Creedy and stuff who, and Paul Canerco. Hmm. Uh, so they, they were popular, but boy, they might've even had Griffey on that team. I think I saw them when they had Griffey. Might've been 07. That's a deep dive. 07. We just, we just really nerded out right there. Yeah. So. I, you know, and, and so if I'm going worst stadium, you know, I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw Wrigley Field out there. And that's not like me being like, oh, Uber Cardinal fan. I just, I'm not impressed with Wrigley. And I, and that's me saying I love Fenway. Uh, Wrigley to me is just kind of a dump. It smells terrible. It smells bad. They're the troughs that you pee in. Yep. Um, I've I'm, been there after the remodel too. And it's still not great i just wasn't impressed if you're in the lower bowl or out there in the bleachers awesome when you get up top and all of a sudden you're like fighting poles and yeah. stuff like that and maybe that's it i didn't sit out in the bleachers maybe that could make an impact no. i don't know but uh that one and uh you know minute made is fine but it doesn't feel like oh, a baseball yeah, that was, stadium that was very corporate feel to it yeah. as well with that dippy ass hill the well the dippy ass hill and then you just kind of feel like you're walking into i don't know a square bank and like you walk inside and there's a baseball stadium a bank is a very good comparison to it it feels like walking into a bank yeah and they got the stupid crawford boxes oh, where me or you could hit one out <laughs> and that's not saying much i mean it's like a 250 uh -huh. foot drive yeah, that uh, that wouldn't take very much, but <clears throat> but I don't know. It just didn't feel fun to me. I don't yeah. know. It didn't feel baseball-y to me. Yeah. Well, you were only there once though, too. A couple of times. Uh, I went there. Me and Lindsay went there with you and Kristen one time. Yeah. And then me and Lindsay went there one other time on our own. And that's when uh, Kristen got her jersey autographed by Starlin Castro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say Javi, but yeah, I think it might have been Castro. That was a long time ago. It was Starlin Castro, I yeah. think. Or the guy prior to Starlin Castro. There was a guy who was almost the same dude. Ray Ra Sanchez. Ray Sanchez. Yep. 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 And before him, Sean Dunstan. Yep. And before that, I think it was Ernie Banks. Pretty sure. That was the, yep. There was nobody in between those no. five. And then Cap Anson. Yeah. So Cap Anson, Ernie Banks, Ray, or Sean Dunstan, Ray Sanchez... Javi Castro, oh, Starlin Castro, Bias. Javi Bias, yeah. That's the, the history of the Cubs shortstops. They've had six shortstops in their whole... It's a good run, uh, man. I mean, they've honestly, had a great run. 
I mean, towards the end of their each one's run, though, you have to be like, dude, you're trotting that guy out. He's been dead. <laughs> he's been dead for two years and he's still playing short batted 150 was Cap Anson a shortstop? I have no idea didn't well no Tinkers to Evers to Chance so Tinkers oh yeah it'd be Tinkers yeah, yeah. boy we dropped the ball on that yeah huh man just a missed opportunity turn in my uh, Association of Baseball Researchers card right there <laughs> Society of American Baseball Researchers. Did they issue you one? Uh, no, but I was actually a member for a little while. It was very exciting. Hmm. All right, so that uh, that brings that question to a natural ending. <clears throat> All right, so our next question. Oh, it comes from Cousin Adam's cat butler. <laughs> wow, he learned how to use the uh, keyboard or just mashed. <laughs> uh, All right. If you could, what what current day famous person would you like to interview on the podcast? Chris Pratt. I love me some Chris Pratt. I think it'd be fun. I think he would enjoy hanging out on the porch and having beers. Yeah, it, it, like, and I would talk to him probably more afterwards than on the podcast. Like, I just want to, I I would try not to fanboy a little bit, but it would be Chris Farley with the. Hey, you remember that time oh, we, you were in Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, right. That yeah. was. That was or, awesome. Or more like between two ferns. <laughs> <clears throat> I have been compared to Zach Galifianakis before. <laughs> and who are you picking? I mean, Chris Pratt's a Chris Pratt's a, a good one. I think that would be very interesting for a multitude of reasons. Again, I think personalities would mesh. Uh, <laughs> what was the line from uh, from uh, Parks and Rec where? Ben White asked him how he lost all that weight, and he goes, well, I stopped drinking beer. He drank, like, a 30-pack a night or something. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, again, his character, whatever, could put away beer and have a good time. I feel like Andy Dwyer was him. He wasn't really playing a character. <laughs> Even Star-Lord is not really a character. He's just being himself. Have you seen his new movie, the one on Amazon? No. Uh, Tomorrow War? Yeah. No, I have not. You? No, no, but uh, I figured, again, being such a fanboy... That sounds like a homework assignment, man. Nah, but he was in a movie with, like, Jennifer Lawrence, too, and I never saw that one. Uh, where they're the last two people alive or something yeah, like that. Yeah, spaceship. Yeah, I saw it. I think it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Yep. Um, never watched One Tree Hill, either, which he was on. I did not know That's that. That's where you gotta start. One Tree Hill. I think you're thinking of Parks and Rec. Nope. Not confusing those two shows. Or maybe I'm thinking of Sandy Duncan, who was in both those shows. Yep, along with Ricky Schroeder. Yep. Ah, you know, I don't know. Who would be my one person I'd want to interview? Oh, man, Ron Swanson would be a great interview, too. <laughs> as Ron Swanson or as Nick Offerman? Uh, either one, actually. I think Nick Offerman's a pretty fascinating dude. Uh, but I'd also like him to play a character while we were interviewing him. That would be awesome. <laughs> What I mean, is, what is this podcast nonsense? I'm really looking forward to the day we interview Pastor Rob. If we're going just local flavor, yeah, yeah. I think uh, local I think celebrities. The, the Pastor Rob play is going to be fantastic when that finally happens. Uh, you know, he's just got to make time for us. He says he listens to every episode, but well, there was a few long ones in there that uh, a few long ones, a few long ones in there that might have been a struggle. <laughs> if he hung through, tip of the cap. 
Well, I mean, you you got to listen to the Katie and Emily one just to get to uh, Accidental Katie. Accidental Katie. And all the ghost stories. Ooh. Ooh that she doesn't believe in. <laughs> um, so you're going with uh, Sandy Duncan then? Yeah, I mean, you got you got to hear what she thought about how she got the glass eye. I, I'm actually, I would like to know that. But I want to hear her version of it. I don't want to look it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, John Krasinski might be an interesting guy to interview. Yeah, because I don't think he's as boring as he yeah. might seem. And mostly then because then maybe accidentally Emily Blunt might come along. Right, and be like, sorry, John. I'd really like this 38-year-old insurance adjuster. Right. We had a good run. <laughs> but, you know, I see this guy over here. He's got something going on. Yep. Yeah. I don't I really don't want this whole <clears throat> married to a movie star thing anymore. No. I mean because this. I mean, it, that that might be the only one that I'd be like, you know, Lindsay, we had a good run, but Emily Blunt is making a play. I got to I, I gotta make my move. I just can't see Lindsay going, well, okay, I guess so. <laughs> That's fine. Although, to be fair, she might just go, okay, well, so John Krasinski's available now? Okay. And in fairness, that would be fun. Win and win. <clears throat> and wouldn't that be me luck if, be me luck, I'm Irish now, <laughs> be my luck if she, or if John Krasinski took an interest in her and then I'm like, hey, Emily, and she's like, yeah, no. I've got other things. Oh yeah, that would that would be a yeah. bad beat yeah. right there. That would Woo. be a bad beat. Hmm. Well, solid question on that one. That yeah. one got left on a sad note. Great. Hi, yeah. Come on, Cat Butler, step up your game. <laughs> cat Butler. <laughs> Fuck, I love the Cat Butler. All right. Uh, so, our next question comes from Derek Gould's cousin Brandon. Uh. Who do you know that could win a beer stein holding contest? Ooh, can I go with John Aitchis on that one? I mean, sure, maybe. I, I, he gets his power from the mustache. If you started to go limp in the arms, the mustache would actually grow and wrap <laughs> around his arms, adding strength. He's like a little Groot. And he'd be fine. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm going to go me. Wow. I'm going to play the modesty card here. Yeah. I'm fairly confident uh, that I could do it. Wow. Yep. I, uh, you know, I finished second uh, three years ago. Three years ago at the uh, Oktoberfest in... uh, Was it against Cindy? Some other random dude. (laughs) And I, I I will argue this whatever. He's there. They said, oh, your arm moved or went down a little bit. And a little bit of water spilled. But that dude's arm was shaking like the Dickens, man. Whatever. Whatever. I should have won that. I got a free Stein out of it. I'm not super worried. But I could have I could have had the notoriety. Sounds like sour grapes. Mm-hmm. So I think uh I think I could take it down. I mean, I don't know this is all hypothetical. When are we gonna have a Stein holding contest? I mean we could do one here. I got a couple Steins. Are we going to invite over John? Yeah, why not? We'll have to work with this firefighting and mustache growing schedule. <laughs> mustache growing schedule. 
thing doesn't grow itself. Well, I guess it does grow He's itself. got a little whiteboard at home that he's writing down. <laughs> he just checks things off. <laughs> Tuesday, comb it. Monday, no comb. Wednesday, cream. Thursday, you trim. <laughs> Every Thursday, you got to trim that because you don't want to grow it over the lip. <laughs> that just looks tacky. John Norris, John Norris, John H. just does have a Chuck Norris-like vibe to him, though, sometimes. Like he could just, like, ninja kick someone at any random moment? Yeah, or like, you know, uh, death isn't afraid of anybody but John H.'s type of thing. Yeah. He would have to grow up. Does Chuck have long hair now still? Chuck Norris. Norris, yeah, because John might have to grow out his long hair, too. I don't know if I would call it long. And his hair just grows up, not out. And he'd have to grow a full beard, not just a mustache. Chuck Norris has, like, the, the full beard, right? But then he couldn't firefight. Mm, Put mm. out dumpster fires in Belleville. <laughs> I think that's what he spends most of his days doing. That and rescuing cats from trees. I, I mean, in the long run, it still has more meaning than what we do, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's actually saving cats and dumpsters. Yes. <laughs> I... I... <laughs> I would still rather be doing what he's doing. Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. But everyone's job seems more fascinating from the outside. I mean, you're not wrong there. I mean, I thought yours was all glitz and glamour until... Uh, until I got you hired on? Until you got me hired on, and then I found out the inner workings of... It's pretty much just all Excel spreadsheets and phone calls. Saying <laughs> uh, I'm on top of it? <laughs> yes. That's, that's the magic thing in our job. Oh, I'll get right on that. Get right on it. Yep. And sounding kind of sarcastic and snarky on your voicemail. Oh, and that really is the key to getting people to not leave you a voicemail. Yeah. If you sound like you're definitely not interested. Apparently, my, my voicemail's full right now, and no one can leave a voicemail, <laughs> which is fine, too. Which is good as the supervisor, because they're not going to call your supervisor and say, I can't get a hold of them. Like me, they'll then call, like, my boss and say... Hey, I tried to leave David a voicemail, but it says it's full. And then I'll get a call or an email stating, hey, clear your voicemail. Well, the trick is you don't leave your supervisor's name on your voicemail. Well, I don't. Well, I then how somehow, do they get there? Somehow they get there. I don't know. That's just silly. It really is. It's, uh... I always enjoy the trick of when I leave my backup's number, I leave one number out. Or I say it so fast that they have to then call back <laughs> and write it down as fast as possible. With my uh, with my old backup, I did the. They called and they were wanted to complain about her, and they go, "I need to, I'd like to have her her supervisor's information." I'm like, "Well, you're talking to her supervisor," <laughs> and they're like, "I think I think she grossly just." didn't handle this claim at all blah 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 she was poor at communicating and i'm like well i'm noting this all down but i would argue that she's been very overworked and uh you know i think i think the ball was dropped but i think we can use this as a learning experience oh wow you do have supervisors speak down <laughs> i've got we'll learn we'll use this as a learning opportunity uh, middle management wrote all over me and if you say it again sarcastically enough uh, that is the key. That is the key. And that's, I, I, I think you know this because you've listened to my voicemail of, Hi, you've reached the voicemail of David Link with Gallagher Bassett Services. Might as well say, Hi, 
don't leave a voicemail. <laughs> Doesn't matter who I am. I'll get back to you later. <laughs> There's no upside to voicemails. No. And, and I like how you leave yours, and I've done the same thing, where you'll say you're out of the office. You'll change it so you're out of the office. But then when you come back from being out of the office, yeah, yeah. you don't update I've it. I've been out of the office since, like, New Year's Eve. Yeah. And people are like, hey, just so you know, your voicemail still says you're out of the office. I don't care. No. You know what the answer to that is? Oh, I'll get right on that. Yeah, that you're right. <laughs> I mean, that's what you said. Oh, you're right. I'll, I'll get right on that. I can't that's believe weird. it. That's weird. Well, I've been really busy at work. Not caring. Yep. I've been really busy not caring. <laughs> I don't have any care units left in my brain <laughs> to worry about my voicemail. But you're right. As soon as we hang up, I will change it for you. <laughs> Thank you for making an impact on my life. Uh, 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 yeah. I probably wasn't born to work in a corporate office, but you know, hey, this is where I find myself. Was it when you started Half Shirt Thursday? That was about the time where I like, you know what, this is probably not for me. Please fire me. No one's fired and me. And instead they promoted you. Failing upward. Yeah. It's a sport. Failing upward. <laughs> But, I mean, it's got you where you are, working from home. Sitting on my porch. Creating wills. Having, creating wills, creating podcasts. Yep. Having beers. You know, I guess it's not terrible. Having your cousin write you songs. <laughs> I mean, you own a porch, so there is that. too. Hashtag blessed. Uh, I actually don't like talking about it because I don't like to brag that much about how I have a porch. There are people without porches. Or decks. Or Dorches. Well, I tell you what, uh, before we get to the last couple of questions, we will uh, we'll take a quick pause, and, uh, and we'll come right back. But uh, hang tight. Don't worry. Your questions will get answered. You will get more links. Now that was a jam. That that was the way to bring us back in style. It's really just elevator hold music. Oh man, but there's something to it. Like you can feel the saxophone. It's not, it's it's like a ferret walking on a keyboard, man. Oh man, but it, I, can you picture the saxophone going along to it? Oh sure. Like making it have that lonely. If there's one instrument sound. I hate, it's a saxophone. Really? Yeah, it is. So it it's such an 80s crap instrument. Richard Marx disagrees. Yeah, well, I disagree with Richard Marx. Although apparently he wrote half the songs we listened to. I think like, Richard Marx agrees with you very much politically, actually. Oh yeah, yeah. We both have the same stances on Daisy Fuentes. I kind of think so. Yeah. yeah. He is married to Daisy Fuentes, isn't he? Yeah, he kind of won life. Yeah. I tip of the cat, man. Damn. Tip, tip of the cat. Tip of the cat. I'd like to tip a cat. Tip a cat. <laughs> <laughs> and. You can take that one of two ways. It could be either tipping a cat over or being like, hey, here's a fiver. Hey, bring the car around. Thanks for rolling. <laughs> bring the car around. Then <laughs> you get in a hole of Morris the driving cat situation. <laughs> that was Toodles. Morris was the cat on the meow mix. You're right. It mm. was Toodles the cat. Toodles the driving cat. Yeah, with Candace Bergen. 
think she was on that episode, man. Candace Bergen and uh, Phil Hartman and Toodles. No way to find this out. No nope. confirmation. You know what? I, I think people are going to be Googling this tomorrow, and I am 98% sure it was Candace Bergen. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. I do go down uh, rabbit holes once in a while on the old YouTubes, and it's of, like, old SNL skits. Yeah. And some of the funniest ones are still the Adam Sandler, Chris Farley ones. I, yeah, I mean, that whole era uh, with, with Phil Hartman and Adam Sandler, Chris Farley. David um, Spade. David Spade. Kevin Nealon. Kevin Nealon's underrated. <laughs> he good. was. And do you remember Ellen Cleghorn? Mm-hmm. She was on there at that time. Because I think she even made appearances in some of the Adam Sandler movies. Could have. Could have. Tim Meadows? Tim Meadows. Still funny. Right. Still funny. Well, that was the weirdest uh, diversion we've had. <laughs> no. Let's just start naming Probably. SNL people. <laughs> Probably <laughs> not the weirdest. Uh, so so then what's your like favorite Chris Farley, Adam Sandler sketch? Oh. Well, <clears throat> together... It's Schmidt's gay. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. When they did the commercials in, in, in SNL. Yeah. And they did the Schmidt's gay for the beer. It, that was phenomenal. That made me giggle. The, the flipping up of the sunglasses was really yes. great. Yes. And all the double takes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's Lunch Lady Land. <laughs> I actually thought you were going to say the one where uh, they were like, mall workers or mall employees and they're meeting in the food court and they're girls like him oh yeah David that Spade, good. yeah and then chris farley's eating the fries and he yells out lay off me i'm hungry yeah. <laughs> ah this is great radio yep glory days of snl people love hearing us recant this stuff yep ah well, uh, I tell you what, let's uh, let's just dive back in before we go down too many other... Yeah, we got one more in us. We got one more, and uh, it's a good one here. This is from uh, Brian Dolsky's On Call Orthopedist. Uh, who... I'm sorry, not, I'm reading the wrong one here. Um, if you could go back in time and visit for a month, what era would you pick and why? Whew. Mine is... Uh, Mine is the old west. I would love to be like. Don't get me wrong. I, a lot of smallpox going on, and you're going to get shot. <laughs> I'm probably going to get shot, but it would be fantastic. Like I would love to be a cowboy. Most likely, you're just going to die of dysentery. You're not even going to get shot. It's not even going to be that glamorous. Maybe. No. If I've learned one thing from Oregon Trail, your wagon wheels breaking, and then you're getting dysentery. Yeah, well, that's fine, but you know, I mean everybody's robbing everybody i'm gonna wander off into the open and just get like you know killed by just a get native american or something Whew. wow i did I, I was very pc about that bud <laughs> i yeah i don't know the old west would be it, it would be fascinating to go back and see i don't know like you're the problem go back and ride a brontosaurus oh absolutely the problem with going back in time is it's never as good as it is now. I mean, w when we interviewed Dad, he talked about 50 or 70 years ago, they didn't have indoor plumbing. Right. And so anytime you go back in history, they're not going to have indoor <coughs> plumbing. 
or electricity, or maybe I want to charge my fucking my phone. Well, you're not going to have said phone because there's not going to be internet towers. Internet towers, right? I know. There's nothing to like. So it all leads back to the same thing: is like it's better now than it's ever been. Agreed. But again, you're only visiting for a month. It's not like you're like wait hot committing. Can to I like, just go back to the nineties? Sure. All right. So let's just go back to the 90s because you know what I would really like to do is see Nirvana live. Seattle, 1990. That'll do, pig. That'll do. You want to see some Alice in Chains, some yeah, Nirvana, some. I stumbled into my uh, my opinion on this. Yeah, let's do 90s. An era I was alive for. Pretty lame. (laughs) I know. Pretty lame. Huh. I mean, it's not like I want to go back to the Middle Ages. Well, no, you're gonna die of the Black Plague die of anything within like 10 minutes yeah they threw their pee into the streets i think people still do that now not at my street <laughs> we have a no pee kind of thing going on we're not in an hoa or anything but we have a pretty solid no pee in the street agreement yeah, our hoa actually you know is it isn't explicitly wrote out so some people like get around it that way yeah no uh yeah the peeing on the street part sure and and again with the with the middle ages you know you get a slight you know cut nick and they're gonna stick like leeches on you and try and suck out the bad blood and look i i love the mongols i think they're fascinating do i want to ride around with them probably not but you're not gonna be like threatened they're going to take you in as one of their own. Right. So, like, you ride around with them. And Which is still not a like fascinating, a, a great life, and even communicate, for a month. But, but, but for a month, you could communicate and see what they're doing, plunder some villages, you know, really... Live it up? Live it up. Boy, I'd love to plunder. <laughs> <laughs> Try and take down that Great Wall of China. Yeah. See, the thing is, though, too, then you'd have to stab people. And I'm not real stabby. I mean, you could just let the other guys do the stabbing and then do the plundering afterwards. So I have to. So I'm really letting everyone down by being part of this major army by going, ah, yelling real loud, run away. But if you yell and just kind of wave my sword around. Yeah. Well, we've already established that I don't really instill fear or intimidation in people. So how on earth. Am I going to run around the Mongol battlefield realistically trying to scare people away? Because you hang out with a bunch of, a bunch of other intimidating dudes. Who wouldn't like me after they saw what I'm doing because I'm not stabbing people. <laughs> you, just, you just make them laugh. Show them your feet. You know... <laughs> Alright. Touche. <laughs> The Mongols were well known for their sense of humors. <laughs> yes, that that is the one thing the Mongols are known for. Yep, stabbing and laughing. <laughs> a great Mongol. Oh, so no. again, I'm just going with the '90s. But again, you've already been there. You've been there and done that. But I didn't get to do all the fun stuff in the '90s because I was a kid. Okay, so then let's narrow the orthopedist question down to an era you haven't lived in. Oh. 
I mean, all the ones that I'm fascinated by have, like, wars and death. Like, World War II. I don't want to go shoot in a war. I, I Look, pansy. I'm a pansy. Again, let, let's just pretend you can survive this whole month. Okay. So you can go back and see World War II happen. You can storm the beaches of Normandy. You can, uh... Yeah, on the, like, but, but watching a bunch of people get mowed down wouldn't be fun. So, you know what? I, I wouldn't pick that one anyway. You so, can fly in an airplane in, the, in World War II and have a, you know, gunfight with the Red Baron? You know what? Let's say the 1920s. The Roaring Twenties. The Roaring Twenties. Huh. Let's do that. Huh. Huh. That's, a, that's an interesting play. Yeah. Those flapper costumes are kind of hot. Everything was a lot more free then, right? Like, people... Well, unless you were black or a woman. <sighs> oh! Snap. Okay. So, I, I got nothing, man. I got nothing. You hate you, me on you that one. You killed that conversation. killed that one, didn't I? You killed that I conversation. Couldn't, I just couldn't stop myself. So, all right, then if I'm going to go to a time where I was technically alive, I'm going to go back and be a teenager in the 80s, man. That seems like that would have been fun. You'd be one of the ski school villains, wouldn't you? God, that'd have been great. Just punching nerds, taking <laughs> Just, their lunch money. <laughs> oh, it'd have been so great. I'd have collected so much lunch money. But you would have always lost in the end, because that's what we learned from the from eighties movies: is that the bully always ends up with like literally cake on his face or something. John Cusack would have bested me. Yes. Or who is the Andrew McCarthy, nerd from The Breakfast Club? Um, and now I can't think of his name. He had Emilio Estevez. Emilio Estevez was it. Yep, that's it. That's Rob Lowe. It. Rob Lowe was not in the breakfast. Anthony club. Michael Hall. Anthony Michael Hall is the actual answer. Yes, that's the one we were really thinking. Not of. Molly Ringwald. No, but a, if I could spend a day with Molly Ringwald going in the past, that would be fine too. So. In this scenario, you're going back to the 80s and picking up Molly Ringwald and taking her to a concert of Nirvana in 1990s. Yeah, we're basically reliving Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure at this point, but wow. yes. Hmm. I mean, again, so you have a time machine. That's what you're doing? I guess so. We've kind of fell into that. Huh. Where are you going to take her to Actually, dinner Actually, it wouldn't even be her. It would be Janine Garofalo, because I'd like to hang out with oh, 1994 God. Janine she Garofalo. She would be so angry. I know. That's why she's awesome. Molly Ringwald would be happy. I know, but Janine Garofalo, man. She was a smart aleck. And angry. I enjoy people who are sharp-witted. I couldn't come up with words. I... I don't think she aged well. I don't... I, probably not. I, I could be wrong. Probably not. She was in that movie with Uma Thurman about cats and dogs, and then that was kind of the end. Oh, she was also in... Uh, the B one movie. about the high school reunion. Mary's high school reunion. Zach and Mary? No. It's, they make a adult flick. What's the one... Uh, what's the Star one? Wars. Uh, Mina Suvari and Lisa Kudrow Gross Point back Blank Back to their high school reunion Yeah, it's Gross Point Blank Again, John Cusack Who is a uh, uh, killer And uh, he goes back to his high school and reunion And has actually Janine, Janine Garofalo look-alike Mini Driver. Driver And Dan Aykroyd's in that flick 
Yeah, I don't even think I've, I don't remember that part. Mm, yeah, he's uh, he's also an assassin. Yep. Well, what is the name of that darn movie with the? It's like Nancy and Susan's high school, high school reunion. reunion. Yeah. Romeo and Michelle. There you go. Romeo and Michelle. Susan and Nancy. Yeah. yeah. Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion, which it was. So we'd have that weird quirk to our satellite back when we were kids yeah. growing up. Like there was something like all every now and then a movie would come up for free on pay per view, and yes. like that one came up for free, and all like we could watch it whenever we wanted. All the to. time. It was just the craziest damn thing, and so I think I watched we watched that probably like I don't know, four or five times. Yeah, yep. but Janine Garofalo. So there you are. That's right. There you are. Uh, who's more attractive, Lisa Kudrow or Janine Mira Garofalo. Sorvino? Uh, Lisa Kudrow. I go Mira Sorvino. I, I know you're going to take Janine Garofalo over both. <laughs> but. No, Lisa Kudrow, because I find her really hilarious. She's very funny. Yep. Mira Sorvino, though, is very attractive, but her dad is a large man and i would probably like be picturing him that's a you problem bud that is a me problem that's a you problem yeah yeah so maybe i'll go with lisa kudrow paul sorvino he was in goodfellas no well he might have been but he was in romeo and juliet he He was was one of the he was the capulet i think bringing it back full circle to the romeo and juliet cover song from earlier there we go look at you Look at you. Boy. Man, that's a that's a great way to wrap things up with you bringing it back full circle like this, man. I uh I got to say, you know, I I think our sponsors uh Pajamagrams, uh My Pillow, everybody reach out to Mike Lindell and get that My Pillow. Um the Mascuta Bowling Alley. Yep. <clears throat> that's why they give us the top dollar, man, is for content like this. Emily Nauman's Song Factory. Emily Nauman Song Factory. So we have the opening music. We're going to have her create playout music. Are we going to have her create interlude music? I mean, at a certain point, we're going to have to actually start paying royalties, and which I, is really just me shipping her a beer. <laughs> so I think she just likes being associated with this. There you go. We'll do Using whatever. credits. But uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, joining us. And next week, we will be back with a guest. Uh, to be named later. Yep, it's going to be great. I, I mean, I don't want to blow your mind by saying it now, but it's going to be a big guest. Like Chris Pratt kind of big? Or? We'll say bigger, you know, more, more local flavor. Well, join us next week when Paul Sorvino joins us.